Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Dear Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. Yes, we are. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. And welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast here on this Wednesday, August the 4th. Again, apologies for not being on yesterday. I want to uh, want to thank everybody for their outpour of support yesterday. As some of you may know or may not know, uh, my wife ended up in the hospital yesterday with some, let's say, health complications. I want to, out of respect for her, not get into it. She's doing okay. She's at home. Uh, clean bill of health, I guess we can say it, as good as we can be. Very relieved because it could have been a scary site but we're back but thank you especially everybody on the patreon channel who just their outpouring of support was greatly greatly appreciated yes sir glad glad to hear it's going well man and thank scary you. stuff it was and thank you for you connor because i kind of messaged you in a panic you know kind of like i can't do this and you know and you kind of just i said can we quickly do uh, i was in a waiting period my wife is in the hospital i couldn't get into the hospital because of the whole covid thing and i was like dude i'm waiting on a call can we just quickly record this news break thing you're like hey, hey, hey you just dropped what you were doing so thank you for your support yesterday too anytime man i'm happy to help i'm happy everything's uh everything's all right yeah life is good we are uh, we're back to just be normal back. again so here that's we are, what's man. important that's a, it's important at the end that of the is, day that is what's important you got to just yeah, you just got to love it. You got to love what you do, right, Connor? Yes, sir. That is correct. So, our people, so I'm, I'm getting to this here. I'm just, I'm having a bit of a technical difficulties on my side right now. I don't know if you can see me uh, frustratingly staring at my other computer screen, but I'm trying Uh-oh. to. Is it not working? Uh, there we go. Things All are right. just, uh, things were not working to my expectations but they are now working now and i clicked on something i didn't want to click on but it doesn't matter because i can do this and we're good there here we go perfect all set up thank you super duper appreciate everybody here tonight you guys are all uh you guys are all great uh we do have lawrence coming in later on to end the show with us so we're happy about that connor i know you are always a treat man i i love lawrence he's good people 
He's been so focused on the Colts. I don't know if he even knows what's going on in Patriots land right now. Yeah, I don't blame him. He must be excited. It's training camp. I'm sure he's been going, right? Should we just like talk to him about Colts stuff tonight or what? Yeah, yeah. We could talk to him about that. I'm down. What do we ask him? Who's the quarterback going to be? Who's the quarterback going to be? Yeah, it's a great question. Second one can be... Uh, I don't know what the second one can be. And we we have a super sticker from Ross. Don't know what it is, but we can only imagine. Appreciate you, Ross. And you know what? Big yes, shout sir. out. Big shout out to Ross yesterday. Yeah. Uh, dude, I mean that guy on every platform that him and I communicate offered uh, support. Uh, Justin, you know, and if you need me, call me. This and that. I, I think this dude was ready to drive from Boston to Toronto to come help me out. Oh, probably, man. He's good people too. He is good people. All right, Connor. I've uh, talked about enough. Should we get into our Patriot? content for the night i am prepared first i want to start with uh, a little message here so you can hear about our friends our sponsors and our employers over at newsbreak port for dear pats nation is brought to you by newsbreak when you download the newsbreak app directly from the link that we've left you in the description it directly supports dear pats nation there are no hidden fees this app and all its features are one hundred percent free you can watch all the dear pats nation content and stay up to date with all of your local news for free so support dear pats nation by downloading the free news break app with the link that we've left in the description all right connor i've got two talk topics i want to talk to you about tonight as always the first one is josh mcdaniel saying that he is confident that cam newton will be better and i also want to discuss Nikhil harry and the type of camp that he's putting up right now but let's start with Josh Daniel having Josh Dan, Josh McDaniels having confidence in Cam Newton, Evan Lazar reports that McDaniel says Cam has a much better grasp of the why in the Patriots' offense, basically why they are running something and what they're trying to accomplish against particular coverage. And Chris Mason also reported that what gives Josh McDaniels confidence that Cam Newton will be better this year? Quote: I see it look cam newton has absolutely shown that he is better in 2021 than he was in 2020 i'm not going to get into all the excuses and reasonings of last season because i did that yesterday the fact of the matter is cam newton has played better yesterday some people were giving us the big i told you so one person even saying we were critical of cam newton because we didn't like him Honestly, that couldn't be more ridiculous. I don't know Cam Newton. I have no idea if I like him or not. The same way I don't know Tom Brady, so I don't know if I like him or not. What I can judge is what I see on the field, and whether you like it or not, last season I saw nothing good and nothing that I liked. I saw balls skipping across the field. I saw a lack of awareness, and I saw zero on-field chemistry with his teammates. Then I heard him admit he couldn't remember the routes when he was at the line of scrimmage. You couldn't tell me Cam was going to be better. I needed to see it. Now I've seen it, and from what I've seen in 2021, I'm ready to believe in Cam Newton. If he looked like 2020 Cam, I would have zero belief. And look, when it comes to understanding the why, it's super important. If you just think about your normal life, if you don't know why you're doing something, you're not going to buy into it. When Cam was on the I Am An Athlete podcast, he basically said as much. He talked about the Patriots offense not adapting to him, that he wanted them to do things his way. And that's 
you know, understandable when you don't understand the why. Now he gets it. He'll be able to buy into it and put his own little twist on it. That's showing his growth as a Patriot and why my confidence in Cam keeps growing. And Josh McDaniels seeing improvement is very important. McDaniels was criticized a lot last season for his play calling, but there were times I believe that he had zero confidence in the passing game. Whether that was Cam Newton, his lack of weapons, or a combination of both is really irrelevant at this point. The fact of the matter is the Patriots' offensive weapons are better and Cam is playing better. Because of this, the Patriots will be better, and that will give McDaniels more confidence this season. And when he has more confidence, he'll be willing to open up the playbook. So as this training camp moves forward, the Patriots are in a position to build something very different than they had in 2020. Okay, Connor, I've given my opinion. It's now time for you to give yours. Has Cam Newton already showed he's better than last season? Why is understanding the why so important? And how important is it that Josh McDaniel sees him improving? Yeah, so I, I think Cam so far has definitely shown that he looks better than he did last season. I mean, again, it's training camp, but now they're taking another step forward. Now they're putting the pads on, so we're seeing more of a test. And he keeps passing these tests, and he's not skipping the ball like he was last season. He's not way overthrowing guys. It seems like he is understanding the playbook. Like you said, last year it was a little bit of a problem with the team chemistry. This year it looks like the exact opposite. It seems like him, Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne all have great chemistry. So it seems like he's throwing the football better. He's understanding the offense better. He has better chemistry so far with his receivers. So all around, based on what we've seen so far, again, I know people are going to say it's still only the, you know, not even the preseason, it's whatever, the training camp. So we haven't seen a full, you know, season out of him yet. But as of right now, he 100% looks better than he did last season. And I think the why and understanding, you know, why they're doing what they're doing, why they're doing the offense the way that it is and why everything's set up is super important because then, you know, he's going to kind of even get more into the Patriots way. Why Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, Robert Kraft, why they've done things the way that they've done things for the past 20 years and why they've been so successful. And I think Cam has already bought in. I think he bought in last season. It was more his play than his attitude. And I know people are saying we are critical of Cam. I don't think either one of us have ever said a negative thing about Cam as a person, only as a player. And I think he completely is understanding the why now. And as far as Josh McDaniels goes, I'm very happy to hear that he's saying that he can clearly see that Cam looks like he's improved. I know a couple months ago we were concerned that Bill Belichick was always on that Cam's going to be our starting quarterback train, but it seemed like Josh McDaniels or some other guys in the organization might not be. And we know Robert Kraft came out in the offseason and was like, Bill Belichick's going to need to incorporate other people's opinions. So there was obviously the potential power struggle of Josh McDaniels might want to go with Mac and Belichick's going to be dead set on going with Cam. So it's good to hear McDaniels say that Cam's significantly improving and that he can tell just by watching him he looks a lot better. It's just going to be the best case scenario if everybody's on the same page. You know, Cam Newton, Mac Jones, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, everybody understands their why and their role going forward. So I, I'm excited to hear him say that. 
We want to thank all of the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you get an exclusive Patreon webcast from Sunday to Thursday, access to the live recording of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, and an exclusive live stream every second Friday where you can join Connor and I on screen. We don't have any tiers. It's only $5 a month. So come check out the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We've left the link in the description. All right, Connor, now I want to get a little bit into this whole Nikhil Harry training camp thing, which is a little bit of a surprise this year. But Evan Lazar said, for what it's worth, I covered all three of Nikhil Harry's training camps with the Patriots, and this far, this by far is the best he has looked in practice. And the authority on all Patriots media, Mike Reese, said for the second straight day, Nikhil Harry makes the play that sparks arguably the loudest reaction from the crowd. This one came from a slant on a laser thrown by Cam Newton that was slightly ahead of him, and Harry outstretched his arms to snare it, Inspector Gadget Light. And look, I'm going to admit I'm surprised by the amount of positive reporting that we're getting about a number of Patriots players, but the three in particular is Nikhil Harry, Sony Michelle, and Cam Newton. Going into this camp, we actually had conversations saying that there was a possibility that all three of them wouldn't be on the team in September. It's really refreshing to come out here night after night and have nothing but positive things to say. I'm not a negative person by nature, but I found myself being so negative this year, so it's really crazy just to be here and be positive. And it feels like Harry is putting forth his best performance yet, and he's basically forcing Belichick to take a second look at him and forcing Belichick to stare at him the same way Cam Newton is. There's probably a number of reasons he's shown improvement this year in this third and vital year for him. He's more comfortable with Cam. I also think it's fair to say that an injury-shortened rookie season and a COVID-filled sophomore year probably had an impact on Nikhil Harry. At this point, I'm not comfortable saying he's a lock for a rock roster spot but if he keeps this going it's gonna probably be really close and if Nikhil Harry can find a way to get all get this all together then he can become a huge part of this Patriots offense he's a big body that can make athletic catches imagine the possibility of Johnny Smith Hunter Henry and Nikhil Harry in the red zone. It's like having three athletic, tough tight ends. You have to admire the start that he's had to camp. Now, I'm not ready to say I'm all on board the Nikhil Harry bandwagon like I am Cam Newton. However, another month of this and a solid preseason, Connor, I'm telling you, I'll be there. And listen, it's been a strange but delightful training camp so far. Uh, it doesn't, I'm so I want to ask you. Doesn't it feel like everybody is just having a good camp? Yeah. Is Nikhil Harry pulling a Cam Newton and forcing Bill Belichick to give him a spot? And finally, what is Harry capable of if he finally gets it all together? I think it's funny you said that because it really does feel like we've seen so much positive things coming out of training camp. They're talking about everyone. I mean, I keep seeing Nikhil Harry's name, so I will say that much is that it's repeatedly been, you know, Nikhil Harry's making a great catch. Nikhil Harry's sparking the offense today. So that's definitely fantastic news. But it also feels like they're saying everybody so far is having a great camp, which is very unusual, especially with, you know, the Boston media always more looking towards the negative side, in my opinion. But Nikhil Harry is definitely at the top of that list of guys who are having a great camp. And I think this is a great, you know, ode of what's to come for the Patriots this season is that they're, they're really out here to play and that they're actually going to be contenders this season. 
you know, as as far as Nikhil Harry uh, forcing Bill Belichick to give him a roster spot at this point, I think it's going to be very difficult if he has a good preseason for him not to make the team. I mean, my tune a month or two ago was, you know, he's he's fighting for his roster spot. He better come to play. He better have a good camp. You know, there's a chance this is going to be his last season in the NFL. You know, it, it looks right now that he could be an actual contributor to the Patriots if he can c- continues on this trajectory. I know, obviously, you know, the the three top guys are looking to be Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, also a guy who I keep reading is having a great camp. And then Kendrick Bourne, all three guys seem to be, you know, off to an excellent start. But if they can have a number four receiver, just in case anybody gets injured, they run some four wide receiver sets, they got to sub guys out in. I think it would be fantastic to have a guy like Nikhil Harry be able to come in and actually contribute. You know, as as far as what he might be capable of and what we can expect out of production for him, I think that's, you know, time will tell. It's, we're going to have to wait and see. But I do think he's he's capable of being the wide receiver that we thought he was going to be when Bill Belichick drafted him. He's a big body guy. You know, he's able to get yards after the catch. He could be a good red zone presence. Obviously, over the past two years, that hasn't panned out. But the first year, he was injured for half of the year. He came in very late in the season. Brady was already accustomed to throwing to who he wanted to throw to. Last year, obviously, kind of just a dropped opportunity. He didn't really step up when they needed him to. But also, Cam Newton didn't have a good season as well. And it was just kind of a lost season through COVID. So I think he has the opportunity to produce and be, you know, a, a guy that actually contributes to this team. If he can have, you know, 30 to 40 catches, 500 yards, four or five touchdowns, I would consider that a massive success for Nikhil Harry. Connor and I are thrilled to be a part of the Newsbreak team. And when you download the free Newsbreak app from the link that we left in the description, it directly supports Dear Pats Nation. So you can stay up to date with all of our content and all of your local news for free by downloading the Newsbreak app with the link we provided you in the description. Can I be honest with you when I say that I miss doing ad spots for the ball company? Yes. Yes. I know. They like it's, disappeared. It's not even like the payment that I miss. I just like I just right. miss the ads. Your balls will thank you. Should we give some free advertising? No. Okay. Well, no, we don't miss them that much. No, we don't miss them that much. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's just been so nice since we came back from vacation that it's just been because, like, I mean, we kind of left vacation on a negative note. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was still pre-camp. And then we came back from our week break, which is oh, I keep saying vacation, but you didn't vacation. I vacation. But yes, our break. But we <laughs> came break, back yes. from vacation from the show. And it's just been like one positive after another, after right. another, after another. And I mean. Even last night when we did our our quick news break clip that ended up on on YouTube, um, it was all positive about Cam Newton, right? And then, yeah, then we got called out for like, you guys are so negative. You should have just said you didn't like them. And I'm like, when did we ever see? I think I mean, that I- that was such a weird comment to me. Neither one of us have ever even like said anything close to that. Well, and you know, I never respond to the YouTube comments. Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't, I don't either anymore. I don't know if you saw, but I actually responded last night. I was like, what the f are you talking about? Right. I'm like, did you first of all, did you not see my reaction when they signed Cam Newton? I was thrilled. So the Connor, you had them won like 14 wins with Cam Newton. Oh so, yeah. I thought they were gonna be I thought they were gonna roll over the AFC East again. Yeah. So I don't hate Cam Newton whatsoever. Um no. I always say I can't like somebody I don't know. Like I don't know Tom Brady. I can like them as players, and I didn't like them as a player last year. I like him as a player this year. Sue right. Me. 
Yeah, and that, we've always said, though, it's it's like he's a great leader. He seems like a great guy. You know what I mean? He's got a great personality and everything. It was just he didn't play that well last year. That was That was the only thing. But let's be straight up, right? Let's be straight up. If I were to, if I were, if I would have said to you in February yeah. that on August 4th, we're going to record the podcast and we are going to be discussing Cam Newton and Nikhil Harry. And I'll throw Sony Michelle in there because I lumped him in, in kind of briefly in, in my explanation. And I said to you, we're going to be nothing but positive about the three, about those three guys. Like we're going to be talking about them making this team and how great of a camp they'd have. And what would you really think? I know you'd say that's our, the best case scenario, but forget that for a second. From a realistic standpoint, what would you have thought? Oh, no, I would be like, oh, okay. So you text me and be like, all right, let's put a positive spin on things for Cam and Nikhil tonight for the show. I'd be like, all right, like, like, let's, let's, let's go out there and put our happy faces on for them. <laughs> that would have been my expectation. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. as far as like Nikhil Harry goes. I mean, I, I've had some like hope that, you know, uh, Cam Newton would turn around. I haven't, didn't have much faith in, in Nikhil Harry, to be honest with you. Sony Michelle either, really. Which is like, I was the, you know this, and I think at times you were rolling your eyes at me. I was the biggest Sony Michelle defender in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I really was. People like think I'm negative on Sony Michelle. Like Connor, I tell them I was the you biggest. You were always positive on Sony Michelle. You always stuck up for him. Yeah. And, and I took a lot of sh- ish. Right. So we're, we're trying not to swear on the podcast. I took a lot of ish for being a Sony Michelle defender. So it, it's, you know, I, I was just I was just dealing with it today, to be honest with you. But someone getting down on Sony Michelle. I'm just like, yo, like he had a great rookie year, man. They won the Super Bowl. And he almost ran for a thousand yards the next year with one of the worst offensive lines in Patriots history. Right. Right. He did. I mean Anybody, Sony Michelle Sony Michelle's been pretty good. Any running back who got one yard with Marshall Newhouse as a tackle deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh my goodness! You remember how bad he was? Oh, it was he, awful. He could have. He could go down, in my opinion, in our era, the worst Patriot that I we had to watch. Yeah, pretty. Close. It was just. It was just like everyone would just go right by him. I remember watching plays where, like, there were times where literally he wouldn't touch the guy. Like he'd go to block him, he just won't run right by him. Don't even a, get a hand on him. There was a play last year where, or that year, and I'll never forget it because Ted Karras was the center. He got lost. Marshall knew us misses block. The uh, Whoever they were playing sent three guys. Yeah. Two guys to one side, which the left side took care of. Two guys to the right side. Okay. Or one guy to the right side. Ted Harris was just like in no man's land. Uh, Shaq Mason was was fighting the guy. Marshall Newhouse was supposed to be double teaming him. Right. Yeah. So Shaq Mason, Mason pushes him off. And and pulls to the left to go help the the guys that have got two guys coming at them. So now it's supposed to be Ted Karras and Marshall Newhouse. Karras literally just stood there, and this guy just like pushed Marshall Newhouse out of the way <laughs> and sacked Tom Brady. <laughs> there were there were a lot of plays like that, man. That year, that was that was a bad offensive line, man. And it was I just remember Newhouse specifically though, just a bunch of times being like, "What are we doing? There has to be somebody better than this guy." Oh my God. Okay. We need to get to these Patreon questions because we got Lawrence coming on in about seven minutes. Oh, yes, sir. And then, uh, and then we also got to do a quick round of trivia as well. Yeah, we buddy. Do Lawrence. I'm going to um, ace it. 
Love Vibration Nation says, I love Connor's candor about the guy who jumped in the Jaguar cage and got attacked. He is Boston 100%. No, Ray, I don't think he was drinking. It was something stronger. It was drugs. Oh, my God. I thought he was going to start naming the drugs he thought he was on. A couple of perks. Some Vikes might do that. Oh, no. I was going to say crystal meth. (laughs) Even if it's highly questionable. Ray, nice job integrating these headlines into the show. Proper production there. Hashtag facts. Thanks, buddy. Nice. Uh, Appreciate it, Connor. You going to take the compliment? I appreciate that, man. I don't get many compliments, so when I do, I got to sit back and cherish them. Love Vibration Nation says, you think the guy who was jumped out that he was jumping in the Jaguar cage to check on Tim Tebow's progress is tight end? Uh, maybe he didn't <laughs> believe the NFL pundits and had to see it for himself. That might make sense. I mean, that's going to make more sense than the guy just straight up jumping in there for whatever reason. So maybe that's what he was doing. He wanted to see Tim, see if Tim Tebow was in there. Like I've said on numerous occasions, we need to start paying Love Vibration Nation for his takes because we just we do and we owe him like and take them as our own. Like we just yeah. gotta hire him as a writer. All right, we got another big hot take from Love Vibration Nation. And don't All forget, right. if you are a Patreon member over on or Dear Pat Nation loyalty club member over on Patreon, please drop a comment. We will always feature every comment you make here on the podcast. If you are not a Patreon member, come on over and join it. We got an exclusive live stream this Friday where you can actually join us on the screen and have a conversation only for our Patreon members. It goes for about an hour and a half from about 8.30 till 10 o'clock. It's normally me entertaining the masses. Connor sitting there quietly watching the baseball game. Actually, it's, you got really... That's about right. You were really pissy our last one and just got really sarcastic with everything we talked about. Nice. Maybe it'll happen again if you guys are lucky. Maybe you've been in too good of a mood this week, though. You haven't been pissy at all. This Is it because we've just been positive because we're not coming in to just like major negative we're back to how we started remember when we used to be happy to do this back those, in the day those are the days right all right love vibration nation says hot take on cam's progression ray if he's looking for a deep wide receiver first and he's covered this year he has two tight ends that are a top 10 in the nfl this will be his natural second and third reads the fact alone will greatly improve cam and the offense the real fun will be when the light goes on in cam's head and he's so familiar with the offense he knows the fourth and fifth receiver options on the plays. meyer and Bourne are quality guys with strong hands and route running ability the computations become become more clear and more quick for Cam, the options and potential of scoring offense increases exponentially. In my opinion, nice. Cam will get this down. Mac will as well for the future. We have the right offense and the right roster to compete for it all. Let's hope this team gets it together quickly. Can I mean, I agree and move on. I mean, I, I completely agree. There's a lot of things that Love Vibration Nation says, and I'm like, I agree with every point that he made. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I can't defend it. All I can do is, or I can't argue it. All I can say is you're absolutely right. And right. yeah, when he can get to those fourth and fifth progressions and it sounds like he's kind of coming close to it, uh, that's going to be pretty exciting for what this offense could be capable of because he's had a, such a good camp. I've been so impressed with Cam Newton, man. Right, which is exactly what we needed to see happen. A boy Thomas out in Germany says, I'm really surprised that Hunter Henry is off to a bad start. I thought he was the tight end who stick, who would stick out in camp. Uh, you know what? It's funny. Everybody was really excited we'll about Hunter Henry. I really liked right. him. And I don't, I think Hunter Henry's going to jump back, but I was more excited about Johnny Smith than I was about Hunter Henry. If I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm ecstatic that they got both. I mean, this, that it's just, you know, we got our cake and we're eating it too, basically there. Uh, Thomas says, did you see the tweet where the strongest teams in Madden were ranked? Patriots were only 13. Uh, they got to be in the top 10 with this team. I don't get it. The chargers and the Cowboys are ahead of us. Never Thomas. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I don't give a flying F 
uh, about Madden. Fun yep. story. I was on Facebook the other day and I only time I read Facebook comments, like sports comments, just for the ridiculousness of it. And a guy said that Bill Belichick should be fired because he <laughs> is starting Cam Newton because Mac Jones has an 81 Madden ranking, which he doesn't, but said that Mac Jones has an 81 Madden ranking and Tom Brady Okay, Tom Brady had a 50 ranking when he was a rookie. So oh. that's why Belichick should be fired because he's playing Cam Newton over things. And I was just like, <laughs> did this guy just say that he needs to be fired over an effing Madden? That's, a, that, that's hilarious, though. That's awesome. Wow. That guy's uh, – that's something. That's a serious take right there. That's a serious take. It's the only reason I watch. Uh, it's the only reason <laughs> I, I go on Facebook. Uh, Love Vibration Nation says, Bill is the godfather. He isn't going to get hyperbolic, and he will give a kid a chance, but make no mistake, he will cut or trade Harry with zero emotion if it's the right move for the team. Hashtag offer he can't refuse. Yeah. 100%. Oh, I mean, he'll he'll cut or trade anybody with no emotion. <clears throat> yes. we Well, we've seen that. Chandler Jones, anybody? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. Ray, Bill Belichick, or Love Vibration Nation, obviously. Ray, Bill Belichick and I were talking, and he asked me to tell you to pay attention to details when you co-host, when you host of Connor's Geography. Uh, <laughs> Marshall played with the Vikings. How do I know from watching some of those old school NFL film shows with Steve Sable? Uh, they always show the highlights. Sad thing is Marshall was an all pro, but nobody remembers that. Seriously speaking, though, guessing Lett was not a bad move. He was involved in two of the biggest bonehead plays in NFL history, and one was in the Super Bowl. Uh, let made him or babe made him fumble before he got in the end zone after he picked up a fumble and that he tried to recover a blocked field goal, uh, with Dallas just got on Miami and ran out and knocked the ball into the end zone where Miami recovered and won the game again. Let was an all pro shows. Everybody can have a S day. Um, and in fairness, I remembered who Leon let was after we went off air, uh, yep. because I immediately said to Connor, no, Leon let is that. And then I showed Connor the videos. Right. Of Lett. I said he's had the two bonehead moves of the century and I, and I showed Connor the videos. So I know I just I wasn't prepared for it at that point in time. Yes, that is true. We did watch that after too. Thomas says he digs a new format. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. We just changed it again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas says, what about a geography quiz on the live stream? Could be fun. We will be All doing right. trivia tonight. And we discovered on that on that website, it doesn't just have to be yeah. geography. So it can be anything. Maybe we'll let uh we'll let the audience tonight choose, but going forward, right. the Patreon audience will get to choose who does it. Um and then Thomas says, different trivia every show is some hard stuff for Connor, but he'll come out strong. I'm sure. Go Connor. Funny. I appreciate is, the support. Is Connor for two nights in a row killed the geography questions? Yep. And yet failed miserably at the sports trivia the other night. Couldn't do it. Not even close. But before we get into the trivia, it's Wednesday night, and that means we got a very, 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 very special guest. It's a guy oh. over from Colts Law. We also have a uh, super chat All real right, let's quick do that, first. that just came in from Ross. Says refresher Patreon window shades. Uh, Ross said something. Okay. I, we got a <laughs> guest, man. We got a guest. <laughs> On which one? August 2nd or uh it's gotta be August 2nd. It looks like there's a new a new comment here. I can only imagine what this what he wrote. <laughs> I can only imagine as well. Ross says Snooky, that is all shades. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get it, you gotta go on Twitter. But I um I prof- I professed my um my love for a the the old Snooky, the Snooky nice. back in the day, and and how I would go in the smush room with her back in the day. 
Nice. So. Okay. All right, then. Fair All right. Enough. Thank you, man. Appreciate the super chat. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday night. That means clear the score of the chat, Connor. <clears throat> it is Wednesday oh, night. Gotcha. And that means that we got our boy over from Indianapolis Colts land. He has been busy covering Indianapolis Colts training camp. He is the voice of Colts Law, the podcast, the YouTube channel the twitter account the everything he's also he just joined a new podcast network as well i gotta ask him like we gotta get him to tell us about it he's the voice of the indie express who i don't think are playing basketball anymore but he's still the voice and he'll still be there ladies and gentlemen your man my man our friend law dog mr lawrence owen hey buddy what's up guys hello sir i am a lobster, but Lawrence, that's the price we the, pay for giving nice. content, right? You have the voice of a man who's just exhausted. <sighs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I've nice. been running, but hey, man, it, it's all it's all about providing content. You guys know about that. So, well, yes, we decided sir. to flip the script on you tonight. We just we assumed you have not been paying attention to Patriots training camp, just because you got your own training camp. So we want to actually ask you questions about the Indianapolis Colts. What? If that yeah, works buddy. For you. That's that's cool. Oh, by the way, I saw earlier uh, about, you know, he was upset that his favorite tight end that was picked up in the free agency. I got I was here for that and you were like Johnu Smith and and I personally thought Johnu Smith would be the better tight end anyhow as well, but nice. you know, when yeah. you pick two if one wins, 50% is better than none. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I was happier. I was thrilled with John New Smith. Hunter Henry was mm-hmm. sort of the cake, like the icing on top. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I was really just like, I was a John New Smith guy. I was so happy that we got John New Smith. Uh, okay, man, let's talk about your quarterback situation. We have to start there. I'm sure you've talked yeah. about it to death, but we have to start there. What's going on with Carson? Is he going to play this year? Is he going to come back from this this surgery? Um, another guy on your team just got the same surgery, or same foot, same or different foot, same injury though. Same foot, same injury. What's going on Ooh. with the grass in Indianapolis, man? Um, I, I have no idea. Apparently, there's needles in there. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Carson Wentz apparently had an injury back in high school, or broke a bone in his foot, and it healed up, and it was forgot about. It was forgot about. You know, I mean, in high school, right? Uh, and then it apparently wedged loose during practice. They had to go in there, open his foot up, remove the bone, close it back up. Um, apparently that surgery went really well. They're expecting him back anywhere between the week before the season opener all the way through week six. But uh, from medical reports and things of that nature, they're thinking it's closer to the five week of uh, being out of football rather than the 12 weeks. So uh, that's good news. And the other person who had the exact same injury, but apparently it wasn't from an injury. It was uh, genetic was Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Quentin Nelson also had the exact same surgery. They went in, took it out, said there was no extra damage or anything from a loose floating bone rolling around in his foot. They patched him up and they given him the same, you know, five to 12 week period, but they're leaning more towards the five week than the 12 week because, uh, it was, it was a clean surgery. So, um, yeah, that's kind of crazy right now. The Indianapolis Colts are out there in training camp practicing with only two fifths 
of their starting offensive line. So Ugh. to you, what is more of a concern, Carson Wentz being out, or do you kind of like, you know, how's Eason? I guess I'll ask you how's Eason looked in, in Eason, right? That's your other guy, mm-hmm. right? How's he looked in Wentz's absence? And are you more concerned about a beat up offensive line, considering that I think we all expected the run game to be a big part of the the Colts offense this year? Or are you more right. con- so are you more concerned about that offensive line or more con- concerned about the quarterback situation at this point? Okay. So when it comes to Easton, it really depends upon who you're talking to. Uh, some people well, say we are that, talking to Lawrence. All right. So in my personal opinion, what I have seen out of the many times that I have been to camp this past week is I like Easton's progression. I think he's getting a lot better. He's getting through his progressions a lot better than what he was uh, in college. Uh, still has incredible arm talent, able to place that ball anywhere on the field as long as he doesn't have to move out of that pocket, right? Uh, so that's the Ooh, thing, you know. And your offensive line is beat and up. My, and our offensive line, uh, our Ryan Kelly, the center, is out for at least another week, you know. Uh, the tackle position is Eric Fisher. You know, he's expected sometime around week one to week five as well, you know, from that Achilles injury. And then Quentin Nelson also having that that situation. So I'm more concerned about the offensive line, to be honest with you. Um, uh, Wentz, Eason, doesn't matter who's back there at, at quarterback. You got to be able to protect the quarterback. You got to be able to open holes for your run game. So offensive line by far is the biggest worry. But I got a feeling that, uh, I think things will sort themselves out by the time season starts. All right, I got one more question about the quarterback situation, then I'll flip it over to Connor to uh, ask mm-hmm. a couple of questions. Again, we had nothing planned to ask you. We just decided at the last minute to flip the script on you. And as because- far as the quarterback goes, we do have a super chat from Ross. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> so bring that up. Uh, La Dog, are you excited for Nick Foles? <laughs> All right, so let me ask my question because this was the question I was going to ask. Okay. Uh, obviously, the the crazy amount of, of rumors heading out there now is Frank Reich is all over bringing in uh, Nick Foles. I guess he's just trying to get the band back together. I'm surprised you're not calling the Patriots to trade for Nelson Aguilar either and just try to really get the band back together. Um, what did what would, did you take of those initial rumors? Um, and obviously, Nick Foles helps spark those as well with his comments but what did you take from those initial rumors did you ever think it was even a sliver of a possibility uh that nick Foles may be coming in or were you waiting on carson wentz's diagnosis what are what what's your overall and follow-up sort of that should maybe they have re-signed jacoby Brissett so at least you had somebody there behind uh carson all right first off ross Am I excited for Nick Foles? Absolutely. He's with the Chicago Bears. I'm excited for his (laughs) career. Um, So when that interview went out with Nick Foles and they talked to Nick Foles, Nick Foles had nothing uh, nothing but, you know, pleasant things to say about Frank Reich, blah, blah, blah. And he should because, you know, Frank Reich pretty much, you know, walked him through the stroller all the way up to the Super Bowl. Uh, So, yeah, he should have all those great things to say about him. But he did say in that interview, I am a Chicago bear. You know, he did not say anything about wanting to go to the Colts or that he's had contact with the Colts or the, you know, anything of that nature. He says, I am a bear period. Uh, When those rumors came out, my thought process was no, 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 no. Cause we've seen how that all played out in Philly, right? With Wentz and Foles there and everything. We don't need that. I mean, 
the Colts are known for their locker room right now. They're 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 known for the no BS going on uh, around there, and we don't need to bring something like that in. Even if we wanted to bring in, you know, a veteran quarterback, which I am not really on that train right now. Uh, I I feel like the Colts have spent a draft pick, uh, a, a mid round draft pick on a quarterback. They spent a late round draft pick on a quarterback right now. Plus, they've given up a third and a possible first for another quarterback this year. So they spent enough draft capital and put enough money in for the quarterback room currently. Wentz isn't out for the season. Eason is uh, currently right now doing well. I don't think the Colts need to make any kind of moves. Frank Reich just went out today uh, and addressed the situation and told the media that, you know, uh, he loves Foles, but this is Carson Wentz's team. So um, I think that should kill the rumors, but we all know how national media reacts and that probably will just burn fires underneath there somewhere somehow. As Patriot fans, we have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what, about what, the media Bur- does? what about Brissett? I do want to, I know we only got five minutes left with you. I do want to flip it over to Connor, but what about, uh, do you think there's any, I guess, walking awayers remorse of not maybe letting Brissett hang around the team a little bit? That's a different story uh, rather than Nick Foles. There's, there's a few Colts fans that are like, you know what? You know, at least we had something solid with Brissett. We could have gave him right. another year, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? My thought process was, is, well, we're, we're kind of past that now. You know, had we kept him, then we'd be in a different situation. I wouldn't be upset with it. I'm not upset with the fact that we didn't keep him. Uh, whatever it is, is I want to deal with it as it sits. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any moves to go acquire Brissett, but uh, because of the way Frank Reich has been talking, if he does, I would not be opposed to it. He worked well with the organization, and um, and I think he still would. But with with him saying that um, it, this is Wentz's team and that he's going to ride with Eason through the uh, preseason, I, I think that that door is set firm. Connor, because I'm such a glory hog, I'll give you the last four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I got a big question for you as a fantasy football fan. Um, obviously everyone's all over Jonathan Taylor, but what have you seen out of Marlon Mack? Is he still going to be a big part of the offense? You think? Oh my goodness. Marlon. Okay. There's two players that have been the offensive players of training camp thus far. One is Marlon Mack and yes, shades. Paris Campbell has been the other. All right. Nice. The two people who went out last season on IR in the first two games of the year, are the two biggest producers this year. Neither of them look like they've lost a step. Marlon yeah. Mack looks absolutely fantastic out there with his ability to to uh, lead blockers and, and 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 the way his quick feet, his stop and go and stuff like that. This, this is absolutely amazing. And to your point with fantasy, um, I believe this is going to be that year that we thought last year where Taylor and Mack were going to be more sharing Right. Rather, rather than it being a, a a lone, you know, bell cow, I think this year is going to be that that way as well. So those of you who do uh, have a lot of heavy, you know, set on Jonathan Taylor, you might be in a kind of a a little bit of a setback. But at the same time, uh, it'll keep Jonathan Taylor fresh. It'll keep both of them fresh because you use them right. both throughout the season. Um, so you could see big things out of both running backs this year. 
So, okay, okay, so can I follow up with that? I'm in a keeper league, and I mm-hmm. have to submit my roster next Wednesday. And Jonathan Taylor right now is one of the guys I'm keeping on my roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I drafted him in our rookie draft last year. I promoted him after Marlon Mack went out to be a starter because I knew he was going to get a bulk of the carries. So you'd suggest I keep Jonathan Taylor on my roster and hold on to him? Oh, I would. Oh, absolutely. Because this is – I mean, you're, you're in a keeper league. This is this is long. This is not more than just this coming season as well. Marlon Mack is going to shine as long as he stays healthy. He's going to end up being a starter somewhere, whether it's w- probably not with the Colts next year. So it right. will be Jonathan Taylor's team next year. He'll still do well this year, but in following years, it'll be worth keeping him. Speaking of which, everybody on the Patreon channel, we are in the next week or so. Uh, putting out a first come first serve fantasy league for uh, the Deer Pats Nation Fantasy League. We will be giving out prizes of merch. Uh, two spots are taken. We're going to offer a third spot to Lawrence, and that's going to leave some limited spots. So uh, when the link comes out, please sign up immediately so you can get your spot on the Deer Pats Nation Fantasy League. Hey, buddy. All right. <laughs> I got, got one more for you. Any chance they reach out to Philip Rivers and ask him if he's interested in coming back for one season after this injury? Okay, so Philip Rivers has already stated on his Instagram that he is interested in coming back this year. Did he really? But not early. Yeah. After his kids' football season is over with. Wait, he's so, a coach, uh, right? By yeah, then, Carson Wentz coaching. will be back, though, right? Oh, Carson Wentz is going to be back early, early in the year, you know, somewhere between right. the beginning of the season and week five. So, yeah, uh, there's there's no point in, in, in bringing – uh, Rivers in unless you know there's some kind of crazy thing where where Wentz gets hurt again during the season, which and, is possible with Carson which is, Wentz, which is possible. I'm 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 not going to deny that, but we have Eason as well, and we're going to see uh, what he looks like this preseason. So, but that's uh, a pretty good insurance policy, you know. If if Rivers is interested in the late, so I mean, yeah. think about it. If you have a thing like if the if the Colts are leading the division, which I think they absolutely could. Uh, obviously, it's them and the Titans this year, as far as I'm concerned, and 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 I think the Titans have taken a step backwards rather than forwards, even with some of the moves they made and the trade they made. Um, if you're really going at it, and Wentz goes out, and you're say sitting around week 14, 15, instead of going with Eason heading into the playoffs with him, going in with a fresh Philip Rivers. Uh, may not be a bad thing. That's, that could be a good thing for the Colts. Well, yeah. Right. It, well, it also depends on how Eason looks. I mean, you know, we, we've even had a discussion. If Eason lights up preseason, let's say Eason goes out and, and you know, he's playing like lights out football and then comes in week one and, and plays lights out football against Seattle and then Wentz comes back from injury for week two. Do you continue to ride with Eason or do you let Wentz play? That's a good well, question. Wouldn't that that might come down to uh, the draft pick, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's an interesting take there, Ray, and uh, that that is not lost on ninety percent of Colts fans. <laughs> well, that's a good way to end it up, uh, Lawrence. I know I said it at the beginning, but why don't you tell the people here on the podcast where they can find you? All right. Well, I am at Colts underscore Law on Twitter and Instagram. Obviously, I have a uh, a page on facebook called colts law you can find me on lawrence owen on youtube i am the voice of the indy express and uh i just signed my contract i am now the host of believe in colts 
nice. from the the Believe Podcast Network, which is you know pretty pretty big network. So, so. I mean, the Colts Law Podcast is is on hold for a little bit. No, I'm still going to be running that Look as well. Guy. Look at this, the hardest working man in sports media. I'm telling you, ESPN, nice. give him a call. Do it now, Lawrence. Always appreciate you having you on, man. Um, again. We're always open to coming back on on your channel. I, I had a blast when we played that game there the other day. So just always keep in touch with us, and uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Absolutely, appreciate it, brother. Take care. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Later, man. All right, Connie. Uh, we're gonna get the trivia, but I gotta read this tweet to you right here, real quick, and then we'll get to the okay. trivia because this is Uber facts, and you nice. know Uber facts. But this just kind of blew my mind. Okay. In the yep. summer of 2017, more than 3 million photos of avocado toast were uploaded to Instagram every day. <laughs> every day? Every I thought that was going to say for the day. entire year. Every day. Holy S. That is insane. That sounds about right for our generation these days, though. 2017 Instagram toast. So I guess when people make jokes about that, they have a, a valid point. I think so. I mean, yes. Valid point. That's like, when I read that, I was like, I, I have to, this has to make the show. Yeah. Like it has to make the show. We got another super chat here from Ross. I go up $5 on Patreon. You holding my fantasy spot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's held. Yes. It's held. It's held. It's held. Consider it held. Money walks BS or what is it? Money talks BS talks, walks. BS walks. Yeah. All right, Connie. I'm going to give you the options tonight, okay? All right. All right. Do you want to do Bible trivia? Oh, boy. <laughs> Comic book trivia? Oh, even worse. Or science trivia? I I got to go science on this one, which is I have barely passed any science class in my life. but All right. Let me give you real ones. I was just playing with you. Those, okay. were, those are real ones, though. Okay? <laughs> they are, right? Yes. I'm going to give you the choice of history. Okay. TV, Ooh. sports, or music? I will go music. Music it is. So here's the rules. Right now, useful trivia is beating is the champion. It's the first one to get four of seven. Either yep. Connor is wrong four times or Connor is right four times, but the first one to go to it's best four of seven. Connor right. is able to get one wrong per question. He gets two chances at it of a four possible chances. We try to rig this as much as we can. Connor got his ass stomped last night in sports. Bad. Trivia. Really bad. I'm worried about music, too. I'm hoping it's not a lot of Beethoven type stuff. Okay. Please tell me if you can hear this. Yep. That means you're wrong. That means you're wrong. That means you're right. Nice. Okay. Who was awarded the very first gold record? Oh. Was it the Beatles? Elvis Presley, Nat King Cole, or Perry Como? I'm going to say Elvis Presley. Then I'm going to say Nat King Cole. No, it. it was Perry Como. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Uh, although there were earlier publicly stunted involving records sprayed with gold liqueur, lacquer. Oh. That's me reading English. The yeah. actual award recognized today as a gold record was first awarded in 1958 for the recording oh of Catch a Falling Star. So one nothing useful trivia. All right. 
Number two, what pop singer is known as the material girl? Is it A, Britney Spears, B, Christina Aguilera, C, Taylor Swift, or D, Madonna? Hmm. Oh, material on. girl. Um. And actually, I want you to click away from the chat because I don't want them to give you the answers. Okay. As he I'm going to say... No one has no one has commented. I don't think I haven't been looking. I'm gonna say Madonna. There you go. Let's go. One one. Nice. What Depeche Mode song was inspired by Priscilla Presley's book Elvis and Me? What was it? A. Sweetest Perfection. B. Strange Love. C. World in My Eyes. Or D. Personal Jesus. I'll say uh, B. Strange Love. Um, Personal Jesus. Yes, sir. Yes. Let's go. What a guess. You're up 2-1. Let's go. How much pressure do the strings in a grand piano exert on the frame? Oh, boy. 30 pounds, 300 pounds, 3 tons, or 30 tons? 3 tons. 30 tons. Look at you. 3-1. Let's you go. may be the champion. What is the oldest surviving musical instrument? Oh, boy. Is it the drum, the flute, the trumpet, or the lyre? I think it's the lyre. I think uh, I'm going to say, say the flute. Yes. He has done it. He is I back on it. top. He has beaten useful trivia. Take that, useless trivia. In the music division, congratulations, Connor, who on August 2nd tweeted the Red Sox will win the World Series and the Patriots will win the Super Bowl. That's Connor, right. tell me about those Patriots. Legit, kid. Poor Dear Pats Nation and Style style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise. Over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. Board for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Newsbreak. When you download the Newsbreak app directly from the link that we've left you in the description, it directly supports Dear Pats Nation. There are no hidden fees. This app and all its features are 100% free. You can watch all the Dear Pats Nation content and stay up to date with all of your local news for free. So support Dear Pats Nation by downloading the free Newsbreak app with the link that we've left in the description. We want to thank all of the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members on Patreon. For only $5 a month, you get an exclusive Patreon webcast from Sunday to Thursday, access to the live recording of the Dear Pats Nation podcast, and an exclusive live stream every second Friday where you can join Connor and I on screen. We don't have any tiers. It's only $5 a month. So come check out the Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club at patreon.com slash DPN sports. We've left the link in the description. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Do 
did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.